Hi, you're listening to What's the Schemata, a schema therapy podcast for therapists. With ISST accredited schema therapy supervisors and trainers, Chris Hayes and Rob Brockman. For more information on schema therapy, visit our website, schematherapytraining.com. All right, what's the schemata? Welcome, everyone. Uh, welcome, Chris. Hi, everybody. How's things? Pretty good, mate. Pretty good. Uh, welcome, everyone. We're going to do a, another What If series. This is a, a, a short, punchier uh, podcast where we sort of nut through some of the sort of common questions that we get, like what if, you know, in, in the therapy. So what do I, I do I, now? What yeah, do I do? What do, we do now? Mm. So, just, yeah, it's important because we all get this, don't we? Like, you know, senior practitioners, junior practitioners, we have these moments where it's like, uh, is there a button to press? To, to get Rob to tell me what to do now, sort of thing. So. Totally. And look, in a way, too, we can only share our experiences. I mean, this isn't the way necessarily to do things, um, yeah. you know, but, but we can share our perspectives on some of the common sort of mishaps or, you know, things that will come up as in, in schema as, as you try to apply uh, the model. Uh, but I, I had three that came up, uh, say, in the past couple of weeks for me in, in my practice in um, in supervision, etc. So I thought yeah. I thought um, I would share this and, and chew the fat on that a little bit. Mm, you know, yeah. Chris. So the first thing, you know, the client and and we do get this question a lot in workshops. Yeah. You know that the the client you're doing the imagery, you're doing this fantastic imagery exercise, and the client looks at you. You know, you finish it off. The client looks at you and says, "Yeah, yeah, that's all good, but it's not real." Okay. All right. That's, so that's sort of cynical around the uh, not reality. It's not reality. Yeah, right. Yeah. How do we deal with this? Uh, how should we respond as as schema therapists? Where where we're kind of relying on the fantasy, you know, to to have some some efficacy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I kind of think that there's two things going on. I, first is this. This sounds like a mode is getting in the way. That cynical. So keeping that in mind and bringing that up about could it be there's a part of you that you know might be sort of sort of looking at the logistical elements of this um so that's one thing and then that's usually avoidance coping mode but i'm particularly interested as well that you know you go really deep with this as well is that well what is what is reality you know yeah i mean because in reality reality like your memory is you know um you know, it, it's a it's a mental representation. It's perception, yeah. It's perception, yeah. yeah. And you know, I, I think you, this might just trip out the client even more. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting because, like, you know, every experience we have is like a mental representation. It's something that's stuck in it. It's a file, yeah. and, and yeah. you know, we've all had you know Christmas dinners when you're talking to your brother or your sister, and you're going, "Remember that time?" They're like, "Nah, it wasn't like that for me." Uh-huh. So it's that your perspective. So that's one thing. But the other thing is, it, it, you're right; it didn't happen, but we can change the. The legacy, it, you know, you can't change what happened, but you can change the legacy. And the way that we might change the legacy is through imagery. Yeah. That's what, yeah. what do you I mean, think? I think the first point's really cool, like the idea of what is real. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking it through. So because, sort of because, you know. How it, can we convey that? I guess, I guess what I've heard hmm. other people say is to say, yeah, in a way it's true because it's not real. But hmm. um, what's important is that our brain doesn't really hmm. discriminate very exactly. well between what's an image, right, and hmm. what's what's reality, like what's yeah. happening in front of us or what's the sort of um, hmm. 
mm. you know, biographical reality of what happened yeah. versus what's an image. Mm. So we can tap mm. into the same emotions. Yeah, it doesn't, totally. you know, really matter too doesn't much. doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the first thing. Mm. Um, the other thing, I, I tell you, I mean, I'd love to run it by you. My standard thing to often say, now I agree with you, Chris, I often will start to, to wonder, and I might even talk to the client, what's the side of them that just did the imagery? Because it doesn't feel like a child mode. Mm. Like I don't think when they're in a child mode, they're sitting there thinking, this isn't real, this isn't real. Or maybe they are actually. Maybe. <laughs> or they might be flipping out of that afterwards. They are, oh, what's that all about? Or they might be, you know, resistance to that because it's. Well, I, I imagine that they're going through the imagery in that mode. Like they're kind of yeah. sitting there going, this is real. Yeah, this is, this is like, right, what's this? this? What are you going to do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that means they're kind of in a coping mode during the imagery. So that's, yeah. that's the first thing. Yeah. But then how I've, I mean, what's gotten some leverage for me sometimes is I've just, I just agree with them. I say, look, hmm. you're absolutely right. I mean, it's not real. You know, the hmm. thing we're doing here. I don't mean to, 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 to make you think that I'm trying to change what happened, like the reality of what happened. Hmm. You know, um, I don't think anything could change what happened, right? Like, so uh, I don't want to give you this idea that I'm here waving my you know, hands around and then uh, doing this thing and then you forget what happened or you think hmm. it didn't happen. That's, hmm. not, that's not what this is. And so I agree with you 100%. This is not a reality-changing technique. Hmm. It's what you said there. It's a, what I do want to change is the legacy. You know, mm. you know, let's say Jenny, whoever. Um, yeah. You know, Jenny, the reality is that, you know, you go about your life these days as an adult and you've got kids and you've got life to live and little Jenny still pops up and feels unsafe. Yeah. You know, because of all the things that went down, because of the trauma, et cetera. And that's what I want to change. I don't want, mm. for, you know, I want little Jenny to start feeling safe. Another, another thing I tend to say as well is it's a bit like a software upgrade. Upgrade. Yeah. So if you kind of stuck with Windows 95, like I'm sure I'm age a bit, but you know, that was the thing when I was at uni, maybe a bit that earlier. That was popular, right? I remember that. Yeah. Windows it was like 95, people lining up uh, outside Woolworths. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is like the, that's the platform. So if you're kind of saying, and as time, obviously, we're, you know, it's 20, 30 years ago. So you kind of like, you're looking through the that, that that meaning and that experience is trapped at a time when you were seven or ten, right? So you're not. You're 35 now, right? And you can now, you know, we can equip you to stand up for yourself and 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 think logically and have different perspectives. So it's almost like you're talking about the software upgrade. You're kind of trying to get a software upgrade. So look, yeah, yeah. I think we've got a couple of ideas there. I think you know, if someone's really playing hardball you probably want to start to look at the, there's a, there's a side of the person that doesn't want to get mm. involved with that. But if mm. someone's just being more rational, yeah, I think those ideas are kind of um, mm. going to take mm. you over the line. Yeah. Absolutely. And sort of just convey, look, it's true. You know, what we're trying to do is change the way you feel about this, try to help little Jenny feel safe. And this mm. is one of the ways we found is helpful. We don't, yeah. we're not changing reality though. We yeah. can be very clear on that. Mm. Uh, yeah. Changing the meaning. I always find that, that people, clients, people like it when you agree with them. So start by Yeah, them. which is true. Of course, yeah, which absolutely not, right. Yeah, not yeah. time travellers, you know, unless yeah. I'm not. Um, okay, we've got another one Nice here. one. Nice one. Let's, let's bang right. on. Right, next one. Uh, you, We were talking about the idea, and it's, it's sort of been bouncing around for quite a bit. We always do workshops with this, people bring it up. Is violence or no violence in imagery? Absolutely. And this one came up like um, it was really interesting on one of the listservs um, and really yeah. love seeing all the perspectives. Um, 
my own take on this, and and I realise there are other folks. I think some of the, some of the folks in the Netherlands, for example, have um, been less limiting in this way. Um, but my own take is that there's limited benefit in allowing for violence within an image, and mm-hmm. and may may only introduce an element of risk that's unnecessary. So, so yeah. we're talking about here, guys, are those clients that say, you know, you're in there. What I want you to kill him. What does Johnny need? I need you to chop his head off, right? Yeah. Or I want to go in there and stab him or, you know, something like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, um, in so, I mean, I do think, though, there is some cases where particularly, you know, in trauma, kind of heart, you know, really bad sexual abuse, for example, you might have clients saying, I, I, I need him dead or something, or I need him to go. Um, because, yeah, it's the, the level of, you know, um, fear is just so high. Um, mm, mm. I, I am with you, you know, I think there's you implying and you doing some sort of violent act. There is, I mean, it's interesting because Anu Dance has done research on this and looked at, at, doing a study around including violent fantasies or violent imagery versus non-violent imagery. And some of the literature says that there's not a problem, but I do think Mm. you get into an ethical kind of dilemma, you know, Mm. and, and it doesn't sound particularly healthy adults sometimes, although, you know, if someone was happening to our kids, we would probably storm inside and take out the person and, (laughs) you know, so you think to yourself, well, it's healthy, but what, what I tend to do is I might imply it possibly. So I might say things like bringing in my helpers and they're going to take him away and he's not coming back. Yeah. 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 And right. You know, and but you don't carry out any. Violence. I don't do it, but I might imply that something he's going to be taken away, or something's going to happen to him, or right. he'll be he's going to go to out. prison, and you know, it's not a good place. We well, might be going him. somewhere. He's not coming back. You know, no. that's a, they're very severe. He, if you know what I mean, he's not coming back. You know, that it's that. What's that like knowing that he's not coming back? He's going to get taken. He could be taken to a gulag. I don't know, but yeah. so they know. can have their own ideas about that. You know, yeah. sort of be involved in it. But it's very direct and like a direct thing, you know. I mean, uh, I've I've just always found that it's not. There's two things. It's not necessary hmm. because ultimately, I think you want to you want to role model a sort of healthy adult response, yeah. a proportionate healthy adult response. Yep. That meets the need. Hmm. So validate the need. Of course, you do. I could completely understand that that you want that um, because you want to feel safe. So you know what? I'm going to make it feel safe for you. All right. Said I've then, never. I don't think I've ever had anyone say I want you to attack. So I mean, I mean, I don't think. I mean, unless you work with forensics. Yeah, possibly. yeah I was going to say I have. Yeah. I've had people yeah. like that that want to stab stab the father or something. Yeah. And and actually, um, people like like Dave Bernstein or, or who mm. worked forensically with this. Yeah. Uh, well, I know for a fact in the forensic trial they didn't mm. allow they did not allow yeah. this in the yeah. forensic yeah. trial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so. Um, to me, I think that shows that there is an element potentially of risk and, mm. and you're probably better off going with not permitting violence and trying to model mm. healthy Yeah. Adult. What but happens, not- I reckon, as well, right, is that when someone's doing that, they're flipping into an overcompensation mode in the yeah. imagery yeah. or or maybe some sort of angry child mode or something. They're, no, they're no, you're right. It's, overcompensation. It's a, it's a not a healthy adult response. Yeah. I mean, Chopping to be honest, someone's head off is not a yeah. core emotional need. Right? Yeah, you yeah. You need that. But you need safety. You need to know this is never going to happen again. And you know what? I have had someone once, ages, this is like years and years ago, where he was doing the, the imagery where he was responding to the antagonist, right? And 
he said something like, um, I want to, I want to kill him. I want to kill him. But then he said this, he said, but little, little Greg doesn't need to see that. He doesn't need that. And I was like, Ooh, interesting. So I'm going to just tell him, I'm going to push him out of the room. Okay. Do that. Mm, mm. And that was quite cool. Cause it was like, wow, that is kind of like the, the initial coping of killing. That's him. nice because, yeah. because that's a bit of a healthy adult as well yeah. to take care of the child. Yeah. But, yeah, but yeah, then yeah. we, as we know that clients, they won't always have that. Yeah, exactly. Because they'll just yeah. be like, you know what? I want to kill. Um, but it also does provide a nice sort of limit setting about, hey, we don't go to that level of violence. We don't we mm-hmm. don't make things unsafe here. Yeah. But yeah. In, rather we want to make it safe and we can yeah. show you how to do that in a proportional way. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. my approach. And I, the other thing, I always think, what's the cost benefits? I yeah. think we can, we can get away with doing it in a safer way. Yeah. And in terms of the benefits or the cost, I always think, look, even if it was like one in 10,000, yeah. like very yeah. small risk mm. where you actually promote violence, it's still probably too much of a risk. Mm. And, you know and, I mean? and you can flip it by being extremely firm and extremely yeah. resolute and determined without it. So, yeah. Totally, totally. totally. Cool. We're okay. Well, we're on the same page. Okay, it's okay. Sometimes well, we're, we're, all, you know, we're all musing. This is all with all this stuff. We're both and for all our listeners as well. Like you know, we'd be interested to see what you think as well. These we're not, you know we're we're just um you know giving our expertise and our view. You know, and I guess um this is hopefully helpful for you. For you. I'm, of course, it is helpful. Come on, mate. Uh, you got a you got another one there for? I do. I do. Um, this one is a bit of a tricky one. Like, and it it's one of the big. I think significant blocks to schema <clears throat> and that is if the client denies what like some aspect of your formulation yep right and the big one that comes into my mind is when is when clients would deny a sort of past element so i'm thinking of clients where they can they can they can connect to the fact that they have current problems so whether it's i have anger problems or i have drinking problems so so they're not saying i don't have anger problems you know what I mean? So, so they're they're sort of fronting up to that. I have, I have these problems. Uh, they take on board the modes and schemas. Yep, sure. I have this bullying attack. I have this vulnerable child. Um, mm. Yep, that makes sense. I have this schema. Makes sense. But then when you go to them with the historical origins um, that are really clear in your mind, you know, so I'm thinking of people who, let's say, have a very clear abandonment feeling. Yeah, right. Right. Yep. And and who's lost their parents when they're, you know, or the dad died when they were 10 and became yep. parentified. Yeah. Yep. And then when you put that to them, that that abandoned feeling is related to, you know, losing one of your parents, um, they might say, no, nah, no, that's not where I, I don't, that doesn't fit for me. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. Well, because I think that there is a point that prior to that, though, that sometimes we, we do want to kind of maybe we are off, you know. But it sounds like you 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 feel quite well. We both in these sorts of situations because it happened to me too. You well, feel we have to remember yeah, that this we, feels right to me. That we are fallible, like yeah. like we don't always get it right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm talking about those cases where yeah, that seems pretty, a bit. You're pretty. You're pretty. You yeah. Know? So it's either the client is look either you're wrong. I, so I'm wondering what you think. I've got my own take on this. Mm. How do you approach this, Chris? I would see it as the um, like an interplay between a coping mode and a critic mode, maybe. So I might see it as mm. there's a critic that's lurking in the background that might be saying things like, you know, that might be kind of, you know, sort of saying things like, how could you be so disloyal? How could yeah. you say this about your parents? This sort of You're stuff. Speaking about the dead like that. So speaking like the dead, this sort of stuff possibly. 
but then there's the the coping mode of avoidance and, and denial. I mean, denial is a big part of a coping mode, a, 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 an avoider coping and mode. And self-perception. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and accommodating. So accommodating denial stuff would be a way to kind of sort of um, minimise So that would be our hypothesis, right, basically, yeah. that, hey, I'm pretty sure these things are connected. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this could, this is a coping mode. But obviously the client... Obviously, if you could just point that out and that was enough to get around it, that's fine. But if the client's quite firm, I guess mm. how do we how do we ultimately get around that? I mean, it's gonna you're gonna need to eventually if the client would be able to engage the schema. You yeah, know, you want to you're gonna want to go go back to some of those memories and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a connection. Yeah. Well, so yeah. What do you? My my take is is there's two bits to this one i mean i convey it as hey what i'm hearing is that you know you, you're not feeling understood like i'm not getting it like what i'm saying doesn't make sense be validating and, you know yeah so start with validation and understanding look so that's what i'm understanding and that makes sense and i you know i don't want to put something on you that doesn't feel right mm-hmm. um so i think you have to start there yeah and say hey so basically maybe i'm wrong and and because um, it happens, right? Sometimes we are wrong about these things, and so maybe we explore this for a little longer. Um, as a part of that compassionate approach, I think there there can be a bit of dancing around it for a little while. Mm. Like for example, you could do some work, let's say, on a critic, mm. without without drawing the bow to say this is this comes from your father, for example. Yeah, you could say you know what? Let's maybe we just proceed for a little while and sort of we yeah. do some work with that critic side of you hmm. and sort of see if this fits for you and then we'll sort of see where that goes. Um, because that, that is an issue. Like when you get stuck in this talking to the punitive critic thing and localising it to be a particular person, it hmm. might not be a, one person. It could be with 10 yeah. people, you know. But so that might not fit for them, right? Yeah. But it could be also just even if it is one person, just be more generalised, maybe that's less triggering and activating. And uh, Totally. Know. So, that, and, and, in fact, we do that in schema now. We don't generally like too much the, the language of punitive parent and stuff, yeah. you know, because we realise it can activate loyalty problems. Yeah. yeah. So we use the critic language. Um, so, you know, I think there's something for, for, for conveying, hey, maybe I'm wrong here. Let's unpack a bit more. Let's see if this fits, you know, you can be more compassionate and accommodating. Uh, but the other part of me is thinking at some stage, if every time you try to do something, they say, no, that doesn't fit. Um, it, it's sort of an empathic confrontation piece as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, to say, well, maybe, you know, um, you know, a part of me thinks, look, a part of me thinks maybe um, I, I'm just not getting it. Like my approach isn't useful for you. It doesn't, uh, I'm unable to understand mm. you. That's, mm. that's the feedback. And we, mm. you know, we've hung around for a few weeks to try to get through that. And mm. that's still your feeling. So that's one part. Um and so that concerns me and it makes me wonder if I'm going to be able to help you mm-hmm. because uh, well, the feedback is that I'm I'm not getting it kind of thing. But there is another part of me that wonders, is this a way of sort of coping with it? Yeah, could it be? Mm. Could it be that, you know, that it's difficult to take on board because mm. it's painful? Yeah. You know, could we explore that? Yeah. And you could take the devil devil's advocate approach. Like, you know, could it, it could be that they were wrong or what? what if I was right? Yeah. You know, what? What if I was right? How do? What would the critic say about that? What would the mo- the detached protector say about that? And you could kind of mode out that. that totally. Idea. 
Yeah. Or yeah, what would it mean to you? Like, let's say, for example, mm. like, let's assume I'm wrong or something, right? But let's just imagine for a moment that I was mm. right about this mm. and those two things are linked. Yeah. You know, the feeling of abandonment is linked to you losing dad. Yeah. What would that be like for you if that was the case? What would that mean for you? Yeah. So you're looking for like blocking beliefs, you know, so mm. if, if so, I was to buy, and you can also look at a cognitive level, you know, in terms of blocking beliefs, you can look at you know, if you were to you know, buy my argument, then, yeah. you know, maybe I would be disloyal to someone or I would be speaking badly of someone. Or and it's would, tough, you know, because sometimes we see these patterns so often we can make assumptions mm. and you think, yeah, I can sort of see where, you know, what's going on. But also you have to be humble about these things and, um, and engage yeah. the client without making them feel like you're some kind of expert or something. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's a tough balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. You want to sort of not be righteous and, and sort of, you, know, mm. you want to work with the client, don't you? Totally. Yeah. All right. There you go, guys. This is, this is mm. our what if series. Um, we just covered three pretty cool questions. We're going to throw it up on what's the schematic. Um, if, you've, if you've got more, like, um, you know, put, put it into the comments page um, on, uh, on the uh, podcast or the um, you can email us uh, at yep. info at Skimmy Therapy Training Online. You know, we're, we're happy to sort of whack it up. Often we will look at questions that are on um, our web pages and the Facebook web page as well. So, look, yeah. Yep, do contact us with any any cool questions. Um, we, we sort of put them together for this What If series. I really like this because you know, this is this is what happens in the training. People come and they're like, yeah, this is okay, but what if, you know? What if? Um, yeah. So we try to we try to nut some of that stuff out. But um, thanks everyone for listening. Mm-hmm. We hope to get on board. Maybe another two three weeks. We'll have another one. Uh, see you all around. See you, Chris. See you soon. See you, Rob. Bye.